Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by one of our new entrepreneurs that we're working with today and a familiar old face or an old familiar face, Pete from the EHE team. So, Pete, hi, how are you? I'm okay. I'm not that old, you know. Yeah, so I was trying to think, is familiar, it an old familiar old. face or a familiar old face? But you can decide, you can, you can pick that one. And I think the best thing for me to do is allow you to introduce us to our entrepreneur, if that's okay, because I know you two have been working really closely together. So I'll hand over to you, if that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, so I'd like to welcome Cami, Cami Sharif from Dream Drivers, who's a recent addition to our community. Fantastic business, which is better being described by Cami rather than myself, if I'm honest. Hi, Cammy. How are you? Not bad. Thank you, Nadia. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. So I know, obviously, Cammy, you've been having a few conversations with Pete and the rest of the EHE team about your your business and going for funding. And, and I, I've been involved in some of those early ones and absolutely loved what you do. I thought today what we could do is just talk a little bit about your journey today and your business and then just a little bit more about what you're looking for in terms of investment and what that will help you do, if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. It's like no problem Brilliant. Brilliant. So what we're going to do is kick off with asking if you could just give us a little bit of a potted history about your journey today and how you arrived at Dream Drivers. Yeah, sure. Basically, started off as a delivery driver when I was at university. It was a way to make a little bit of extra income during the weekends and evenings. During that time, when it comes to exam time, you know you need to take a little bit of time off and focus on, obviously, your studies and your vision for the future. Going into the takeaway to tell them, listen, I need to take a week or two off. I've got exams coming up. And they would continually tell me, listen, I don't have cover find someone else to do your shifts for you. So I would contact friends, family members. Obviously, they didn't want to cover the shifts for me. So I would then just not turn up. (laughs) It's not my priority at that point in time. So I just wouldn't go. I would just tell them, listen, I'll be back in two weeks. I've got to do my exams first. After the two-week period, I would go back into the takeaway and they would say, there's no delivery job left for you. We've hired someone else. And so if we need you again, we'll give you a call. And then I would start that process pretty much every semester. I knew when I was leaving for exams, I would have to find another delivery job at the end of it. At the time, I got a few of my friends into doing deliveries as well at the weekend just to make a little bit of extra income. So we started a WhatsApp group. The WhatsApp group we would then cover each other's shifts. So if we wanted a weekend off just to go out or chill out, we would then message in the chat and go, listen, can someone cover the shift? Can someone cover the shift? And we would end up covering each other's shifts. And it was actually a friend's dad who owns a takeaway who started utilizing the WhatsApp group to get his own shifts covered. So it wasn't between us. He would go, listen, can we plug in here? Can I uh, cover a shift? I've got a driver off this Saturday. Can someone do it? And then we started actually covering the gaps for him. And at that time, he turned around and went, you guys can start charging money for this. <laughs> this is this is actually headache-free and hassle-free for me. I just message you guys and say, listen, cover the shift and someone turns up. It's great. So at that point, we decided to try and take it a little bit further. We looked at different potentials for making money out of it. It was two other friends that were in the WhatsApp group at the time that started it. I approached them about starting a business. At the time, I was working as an accountant. So I had a little bit of knowledge on starting a limited company and how to to put things together. And they didn't really have the same vision as me at the time. So I went off and started a limited company and it kind of grew. It just grew from there. So I started off on WhatsApp group. And then it was actually a strange story. I went for a beer with someone I went to uni with. During that time, when we were sitting having a beer, he goes, oh, I need to clock out for my shift. And I went, oh, how are you doing that? And he goes onto his mobile app called Deputy and he hits the clock out button. And he's like, now I know how much I'm going to get paid and I know what time I've clocked in and clocked out. And I went, oh, that's interesting. 
he goes, yeah, it's great. I could do it for any, any different pub that I'm working for because there's a chain. And I went, oh, that's, that's interesting. I wonder if I could do that for the drivers. I wonder if there was an app where we could clock in and clock out and start registering people's hours. So then I went away, researched it and implemented that. I think it was January 2018, I implemented that. And then it just literally exploded from there. We were onboarding drivers onto the app. They were picking and choosing from different restaurants and takeaways that they wanted to work at. And they were getting paid every week. So it's just kind of exploded from there. Brilliant. Thank you. So it's really come out of a customer need, hasn't it? So in terms of dream drivers, who are your current customers or who are your customer groups? Primarily restaurants and takeaways at the moment. They're our core focus group. However, we have extended. So we are giving drivers to pretty much any business that needs a driver. Started primarily restaurant and takeaway focused because that was the industry I was in. And it's the best way to advertise for people looking for additional income just during the weekends and evenings. But we do provide drivers to pharmacies. We have multi-drop companies. We have recently partnered with a snappy shopper. So we give convenience stores, delivery drivers. So it's really just industry-wide. Any business that needs a driver, we can, we can provide it. Brilliant. Thank you. And how many businesses do you currently have on the, on the platform? There's around 85 businesses at the moment spread across Scotland. Great. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Nearly every business now is looking at utilising drivers, I think, for yeah. that kind of on-demand. Even I look at it sometimes and think, why would anybody need, you know, something on-demand from the news agents around the corner? But they yeah. they appear on everything. So so that's great. Thank you. And who would you say your main competitors are, if there are any? Uh, I guess this is where it gets a little bit difficult. So are probably, if I'm talking about a main competitor, I would say Stuart Delivery. They plug in as a last mile logistics company and they basically provide delivery solutions for individual orders. So if you're an indebted at a takeaway, you would say, listen, I need a driver to deliver this order. So I would say out of everyone, they would be our, our main competitor. However, you could indirectly say your Just Eat, your Deliveroo, your Uber Eats are as well, purely because they provide the ordering platform plus the driver. But what, what we do is we actually come in to the restaurant and take away and say, listen, if you take away your Just Eat, Deliveroo and Uber Eats drivers, your commission drops significantly and our driver will come in and do all of those orders plus your own orders. And that's pretty much where, where it comes in. Well, okay. Thank you. So Pete, I'm going to bring you in at this stage because obviously you had the initial conversations with Cami, and I know you you absolutely loved the concept of dream drivers and everything they achieved and he's achieved so far. But I just wondered if you could talk us through from the HE perspective, what it was that stood out for you. Absolutely. But I think before we do that, mm. from an investor's point of view, I think it's worth diving into that, what you were talking about with the Justy and the deliveries. Yeah. Because I think, you know, Cami's business... Most people jump to the conclusion, oh, it's another Uber Eats, yes. another yeah. Just Eat. It's not. It really isn't. And I think it actually complements those businesses, which is, it took me a while for that penny to drop because I came in with, with that idea incorrectly. But Cammy's right. From a restaurant's perspective, you have options. You can say, right, you know, I'll have the driver as well. And you give away, I don't know, what is it, Cammy, 35%? Something ridiculous? Yeah, that's it. So just the yep. delivery and the reach charge 35% wow. order plus so, VAT. Yeah, so 35% plus that of your takeaway order. That's a huge amount of margin. There is an option to say, right, I've got my own driver. All I need is, you know, the order mechanism. And that, I think that drops it down to what, 10, 15%? It's 15% on average. Yeah. So then when you, when you overlap the dream drivers model and what they charge per hour, it's a no brainer at that point. It's a lot more profitable. So these companies that rely 
on the Just Eats, the Uber Eats and deliveries for their existence, which there unfortunately are many, you know, they're, they're being held to ransom basically by their sales model. Dream Drivers brings a, a much welcomed margin enhancer, one of a better word. So it doesn't compete, it enhances, and I think it can coexist quite nicely. And as, you know, those markets grow, Dream Drivers can grow with them. It's a very interesting proposition at that point. And it's not, you know, I can't say this enough, you know, maybe highlight it in stars on the whatever we do on a, on a podcast, but it is not a competitor. You know, it's indirectly, as Cammy said, but I think it's worth making that point that this brings a much need. You're not going to get any kickbacks. Say, oh, by the way, we can reduce your delivery and uh, just eat margins by 50% are interested, they're going to be welcomed in and up with open arms. You know, it's, it's not a hard sell. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I also find that at the moment, like you've got a lot of takeaways that are trying to get off of your just eats, your deliveries, your reach because of the margins are so, so large. And also the expenses for the takeaways now are, are rising with energy costs. And obviously the costs for going to even a cash and carry these days, we have takeaways complaining like oils went and jumped by 300% and you're just going... You're getting squeezed from every angle here. So now you're finding like you've got other platforms such as like Flipdish or What the Fork that are popping up and they're just directly for ordering platforms for the restaurant and takeaway. So if they come in and go into the takeaway with around 6% per order is what they offer, they need a delivery solution. And so then that's where they offer Dream Drivers as a service and they go, well, listen, here's your cheaper platform, which every takeaway is looking for right now, because if you ask any takeaway, they don't like the big three and the margins are too high and it's just too much for them. But the main reason that they use the big three platforms plus the drivers is because drivers can be a headache and they don't have a pool large enough local to them that they can plug into to fill the gaps. So what we've done is we've created a a web-based platform for the restaurant and a mobile app for the drivers. And the drivers can plug into all shifts that are local to them. The restaurant can publish the shifts that they need covered. They can even upload their own driver schedule into the system. And if their own drivers can't work a, a specific shift, they'll then publish it to the Dream Drivers database. So then we will cover off all the shifts, ensuring that they never have a driver issue, which means that they don't need to go to your Just Eat, your Delivery Never Eats for the delivery solution. And then they can start pushing their own order platforms. We've got a lot of takeaways now that are going to listen. I prefer the orders to come direct to me, give us a call. I've developed my own app, use our app. We've got our own website for ordering direct. Please use our website. So they're pushing up the costs on these platforms to try and survive with the large commissions. And they're trying to then say, right, well, this cost will decrease if you come directly to me. So they're trying to push direct orders, but then at the same time, they need a delivery solution. So that's where we come in and plug the gap, help them. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks, Cammy. That's really interesting. Pete, was there anything else you wanted to highlight that I know jumped out in the initial conversations and made you sort of think internally, right, we want to we wanna try and progress this as, as well as we can? I think for us, it, it's refreshing to be working with a business that's turning over a good profit. You know, it's a growing business. But the one thing that resonated with me when I was speaking to Cammy initially was like, you know, look, during COVID, there was people, you know, competitors nipping at my heels and I thought, nah, I'm going to get ahead of this, you know, but to do that quickly, you know, I could grow organically, make a good living for myself, you know, happy days, but no, 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 I want to, I want to go fast. I want to go big. And to do that, I need funding. So all EHE's core principles were, would take to that point, you know, we like funding growth. That's what we're about. And we understand it. We understand what to look for. 
and Cammy ticked all those boxes and as did Dream Drivers, clearly. So, you know, what what we saw was a, a proven, repeatable sales model. He goes into a territory, he has a model, it's proven. It's just a rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. But it's costly. You know, he has to hire people and there's there's, there's leaflet drops, marketing, there's, you know, there's all these things take money and it takes time to kind of, you know, get your return on that, which is where the funding comes in. But it's proven. It's a model. And that's what we're funding. And the return on that, obviously, as he comes out to Scotland, to the rest of the UK and hopefully beyond, you know, the return is very obvious and it's huge. And it's really interesting, you know, for our, for our investors. So I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, as this podcast goes live, it's not actually live in our platform, but stay tuned. It will be. But when it is, it, it is interesting. I encourage mm. our community to take a look. You know, there's a fantastic pitch deck there. There's a fantastic models that, you know, Ross has worked on with Cami. You know, that's what we bring to the table to, you know, make the models clearer and more investor ready, if you like. So yeah, it's been great. It's been great and really interesting. Can't wait for to see it grow. And it will grow. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Coming that we've talked about, like your business is growing and growing. What this, you know, potential investment does is it allows you to grow quicker. But without that, it's still growing all the time. I just wondered if you could touch on what the growth plans are then for the next few years with uh, with Dream Drivers. Yeah, of course. Earlier this year, I was actually looking for VC investment. I was looking for around a million pounds at that time. I got a lot of knockbacks. A lot of people didn't quite understand. And this is what goes to what Pete was saying earlier on. A lot of people didn't quite grasp our concept. They thought we were another Just Eat, Deliveroo, Uber Eats. And so for that reason, yeah, they were saying, listen, that's, there's some, we don't really want to invest. We're not comfortable in, in your area. And at that point, we had a three-year growth plan where year one would be expanding across Scotland post-investment. And because I got so frustrated with the VC side of things, I decided I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> So we've actually started our expansion across Scotland now. We're operating in Edinburgh, East Lothian, Mid Lothian. We're operating in West Lothian, Falkirk, Aberdeen, Glasgow. Next steps are, are Dundee and Verness, just to take on the whole of Scotland and, and test everything. We're in the middle of developing a brand new tech solution that's going to allow for restaurants to have more features and have a mobile app as well. So we've just brought in a full-time developer. Everything I do is based on targets and profitability. So we're all bootstrapped at the moment and we've got, I think there's six staff members in total with full-time developer, full-time head of operations, full-time customer service, representative and onboarding representative. So the, the developer was hired purely so that we could develop brand new tech, test out in Scotland to our current clients and push full Scotland expansion. The tech that we've got developed will be finished in February. Once that's finished, then we'll finish our expansion of Scotland, testing everything over the whole of the next year. And then we start expansion down into England in 2024. That's the intention. Goodness, it's all it's all mapped out, isn't it? And great, like we say, you know, with or without investment, we believe that you know you're going to be able to to achieve all those milestones. So, from an investment point of view, it's just worth touching on this, Pete or Cami. I don't know which one of you, but obviously, we are saying it's likely to be live on the platform soon. We're really excited about Cami's business and Dream Drivers. But do you just want to touch on perhaps, Pete, what? What we're looking for in terms of investment and or Cami and what what that's likely to be used for or what what it will help you with. Based on actually hitting goals and milestones, we've decreased our asks. So we were looking for a million pounds at first, based on a ten million pound valuation. But given the current economy and obviously putting your thinking hat on, we're now looking for half a million pounds in return for ten percent equity, and that's just going to help us grow. Really, at the moment we're growing, so it's not 
It's not like we're not doing it on our own. It's just slower than what it could be with the funding there. Right now, our next step is to hire a BDM. So currently I'm actually BDM for, for Scotland. So I've been up in Aberdeen, Glasgow, Falkirk, boots on the ground, just talking to takeaways and seeing exactly what the situation is for them and how we can help. And that's why we've got our tech team running to do a, a restaurant app because they've said, listen, these features would be very, very helpful for not only our current drivers, but your drivers. So let's get that, let's get that developed. So we're here to help majority of restaurants and takeaways at the moment. And that's pretty much how, how it's been going. So yeah, the next step is to hire a BDM and then hire an additional customer service to alleviate the stress for the guys in the office. That's what funding will be, will be used for. It'll be used for strategic growth and key milestones and, and hopefully taking us to, to England. And if we get the investment, we might be able to expand faster. So it might be 2023 that we start expanding into England rather than 2024. It's just a little bit of a slower progress when You've got everyone kind of spread thin to try and hit those milestones and hit those targets. Brilliant. Thank you. And I think you just sort of reminded me, actually, one of the things that we perhaps haven't quite touched on, which I know investors will be really interested in and entrepreneurs as well, is just understanding what your current team structure is. So who who is in the, the Dream Drivers team? So at the moment, it's myself pretty much handling all the finance, handling all the BDM work. CEO work and pretty much everything. Wearing all the hats, yeah. Exactly, that's mm-hmm. it. And that's what investment will help hopefully take some of those hats off and give me a bit of a break. Well, we have Paul, who is our head of operations. He used to work for Drinkly, changed names into Shopley. He helped him expand across the UK. And so I brought him in. They had a bit of trouble during COVID. So I approached Paul and said, listen, would you be able to help me expand across Scotland? And he was like, yeah, no problem. We can help. We have a full-time developer called Hussein, who used to work as a full-stack developer and lead his own team of developers for early stage developments. It was So he's brought in full-time to help us. And he's got a couple of friends that can actually help part-time just to pull things in faster, get some stuff coded, get the whole system up and running. They have heads up our customer service and Linux does our all our onboarding. And then we've got third-party teams for our SEO, our marketing. Leith does our SEO for all our marketing strategy, sorry. He does all our flyering, our social reach outs. We do have social campaigns, etc. And recently started our CSR, so our charity outreach where we've been providing free meals to children's hospices across Scotland at the moment, just to help with obviously everything that's going on. So we thought that would be a good Amazing. Oh, lovely. I bet that's really well received. Great. Thank you. Pete, is there anything else you wanted to to highlight or you'd want to highlight to investors as as part of this? No, I mean, the key message is, you know, take a look. Don't be blinkered. (laughs) Look at the detail of it. Look at the growth. Look at the models. And, you know, as Cammy said, and I've hammered hope, this is not another just eat or deliver it. It's quite, quite different and will happily coexist and grow together. So that's my key message I want people to take away from this. Brilliant. Thank Cammy, you. Cammy, Cammy, anything Cammy, else you want to add? <laughs> no, I think that's everything really. How about we look and see if you're, see if you're interested, but more than happy to answer any questions. Sometimes it does take a while for the penny to drop, like Pete said. So it is like we can coexist, but we do expand into other areas as well. So even if there's people in other sectors that could use drivers for any capacity whatsoever, please reach out. We're open to expanding into other sectors too. Brilliant. Thank you both so much. That's really interesting. Once we send this out with investors, there will be a link to register your interest and you can have a chat with Cami and Pete and find out more about it. And then from the EHE entrepreneur community point of view, if you're in a similar position to Cami and need some help getting ready for investment or want some 
some of the advice that we've given then obviously do complete your details and, and we'll be in touch there's a load of resources as well that we've got available that we can share thanks both very much that was really interesting i've really enjoyed talking to you again Cammy. and like i say i absolutely love the business and everything that you've done so best of luck with everything hopefully we'll have you back on in a few months and you can talk us talk to us about the next chapter in the massive growth strategy for uh, for dream drivers oh gladly gladly brilliant thanks guys thank you bye-bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.